Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Help Me Be Me. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Bates. I'm a writer, director, mom, and a breakup coach with an MAMFT. And this podcast is kind of like a personal relationship in that I talk to you like you're my friend. I provide tools to help you feel more grounded, empowered, inspired, and most of all, help you see yourself. This is aimed at creating more harmony and happiness in the relationship you have with you so you can better guide your life and also be better to those you love. Take what helps and leave the rest. This is not a diagnosis for treatment. If you're really struggling, call your local emergency services. Hi friends, this is an episode I'm going to call Beautiful Humanity. Um, And this is really for if you have a sense of ambivalence or blah or numbness. Uh, I really wanted to write an episode that reminds us of our humanity and what that means. And I kind of like to think of it like we are two people, one big person and one little child who's kind of being piloted around by this vehicle that is our body. And that child is like the silent watcher. They're very much um, still a child, though. They want to have fun, play, sing in whatever form that is. Um, And they also just want to be engaged and rewarded by their life experience. So if you are a person who's feeling numb and like a sense of, stagnation that that feeling that often comes from just being an an adult in a modern world in a cycle of ordinary functions it also could be a result of just poor sleep maybe anxiety feeling overwhelmed by your schedule all of your responsibilities I also feel like sometimes it could it could be like more of a a blankness like a loss of meaning like nothing has any interest or weight it's all just the same and that can also be depression Um, but if you if any of what I'm saying is resonating if you feel like your brain is kind of reduced to a spectrum that is only three colors and they're all shades of taupe (laughs) and everybody in your life wears the same thing and you have (laughs) all the same activities on every single day I don't know if any of that feels true, it can be a little stifling and it can feel like, um, oh, I should just try harder to do better at all the things everybody wants me to do better at. And I think that feeling can be something we want to get rid of in a race because there's just like no real cause and there's no real solution in sight. And sometimes it means we're just like we get this never-ending um, feeling of like dread, like a low level dread. And I think a lot of people's solution to that feeling is just to medicate it, medicate it with sensation of some sort, whether that's actual literal meds or alcohol or content, 
Like there's an emptiness that we're just kind of stuffing things into. Like I'll just watch more really good shows and talk about the shows with people. So I kind of talked about a lot of vague things, but if any of that's resonating, this, this episode is targeted at that in particular. I'm really talking to my type A friends out there and also my creative artist friends out there. And one thing I just wanted to tell you is this is like in essence about regenerating a feeling of vitality and having been in this process myself for I guess it's about five years now it works with time and attention it works and it takes time and commitment and I think the most important thing is to really in your mind allow for that to be important for your creative sense of inspiration and energy and life force for that to be important and a priority because it's like all these other things in your life take precedent it's like all the stuff that we're supposed to do takes precedent and we're like oh no no that's important doing all the things on the list that's important this is I would say directly uh, a result that you will feel in like the end of your life like if you invest in this as something that is important. At the end of your life, you will have lived a much richer life than if you do not. And so I would say that, like, what else is more important than that? Other than, like, making sure your children are alive and thriving. I think it's just important to make your range and your scale that is the quality of your life um, in a depth of self kind of way a priority and, like, foster that and curate that. Because it's not something that's, like, on a on a – you know, an Amazon shopping page. (laughs) Like this that I'm talking about is not something that is, I would say, thought about very often. It's like we're constantly being told what to do and what to think and what to ingest and what to buy and what to watch. This is not something that's encouraged necessarily by all of the constant channels and mediums that are, we're attached to all the time via our phone. So, Think about just the way you in your everyday life currently talk about your life and talk about your experiences and think about the way you report them to others and the types of things you talk to others about in your everyday life. Like, or what, even just think about like the things you talk about in your everyday life. Are they like checking boxes things? Are they skimming the surface of culture that everybody can agree on things? Or do you feel fully alive and like you are savoring this ride that is life? Let's fucking savor it, man. (laughs) It's so amazing to be a human and be alive and be inspired and loving and creating and tasting and bringing forth the magic that lives within all of us. And so that's kind of what I wanted to help you to tap into or I guess light the candle of via this episode that magical and unique and weird force that lives within and not the sameness that checks all the boxes so with that there are three parts to this episode the what the why and the how the tools part one the what kind of already described it but basically a feeling of lack of interest Numbness, but also a lack of inspiration, a lack of creative vision, maybe low-level feeling of dread. 
it's kind of like you feel like you're in a you're staring at a white wall. <laughs> like, does your day consist of checking Instagram, shopping on Amazon, picking up groceries? If you're like me and you also live in a city that is for the most part pretty ugly. <laughs> I mean, I live in a very beautiful part of Los Angeles, but there are a lot of really ugly parts of the city. If you add that to the mixture of all of the same <laughs> apps, it's like there's not a whole lot that's going to get you feeling inspired. It can feel like Groundhog Day. Nothing changes. No range, no depth. Which brings me to part two, the why. I think a lot of us are, are doing a lot of things that we really don't like doing and because we're adults and we have to and we have to make money and we have to take care of things and like pay bills and do all the things that are required of a functioning member of society but a lot of the things that we push ourselves to do more and more of that we don't like doing and, and are not connected to who we are as people it can make us feel more and more disconnected from ourselves and when we are not doing things that make us feel into our humanity and like feel like human beings, it can make us even more alienated from ourselves. So what, it, what does that mean, feeling like a human? I mean, we are creating distance and estrangement between that which makes us um, weird creative creatures, thinking creative original creatures, w people who have weirdness and range and individuality, imperfection, ranges of emotions, a need to play, a need to be physical, a need to feel feelings like be in the sun and laugh and experience art and creativity, etc., etc. Also feel a range of interactions with other interesting things that resonate with us, like interact with varied humans who are not perfect or the same, who talk about more than just the tiniest spectrum of things, discuss and express things that matter, things that are important to us, to be around those who mirror back to us our deepest selves or to be in environments that resonate with us on a, a spiritual or historical level in some, some shape or form. That's my like catch-all long rant about like what it means to me to be a unique human being. As we are kind of separated from that on like a, a routine basis, we just start to forget what our voice sounds like and forget what our song is and forget who we are, I think, constantly. And how is that so pervasive? I think that's because so much of what we do every day is spoon-fed to us, like our schedule, all that fills our down hours. Like, I think one thing that happens with social media, channeling my college self that read all the Noam Chomsky, when you are kind of being controlled via what you're ingesting, whether that's news content, whether that's just TV show content, or whether that's the handful of content that gets reshared on social media, what happens is your, your beliefs are being created for you and your worldview is kind of reduced. It's like it's becoming kind of sifted through these like, let's say, tw 12 people. <laughs> and that's like Manufacturing Consent is one of his most memorable books. But in that process, we have, you know, 
been programmed. It's like every expectation we have of ourselves is programmed. So for every hour of the day, there's something we, quote, should be doing according to that programming. And the programming comes in the form of what other people are doing, the apps that coach us to do things, and um, all of the media that's kind of reflecting that back to us and reinforcing that in us. So when we don't have a like a natural, you know, blocked out part of our life that's allowing us to just be bored and think about like what we like and oh, that's a book I haven't thought about in a while. I'm going to pick it up. Like that kind of like non-programmed version of reality, there's not a whole lot of it compared to how it was, let's say, when I was a kid. So quite simply over time, we are rehearsing our way out of the unlimited and uninhibited creative flow that comes from just being alone with you. And I think that variety in the form of ideals has been reduced in just like the cultural standards that we get ingested into our eyeballs in every part of our day. So where is the room for the weird original not trending me? The me that expresses, you know, something that's not cool (laughs) and like doesn't relate to what everyone else thinks. It's like, I feel like almost like we are, re, are, are we are in a permanent simulation of high school <laughs> as adults. And like there's this increase in alienation from self and what that self wants to sing. And with that, we are more apt to force ourselves to do things that we don't relate to, enjoy, or, you know, that, that don't mean anything to us. So it's like that alienation from self is happening more and more. So it's like we're all fitting into the cookie cutter. And then we medicate in other ways to keep doing that harder because like those things are really rewarded on a cultural level. So I want to remind you that little inner self wants something really simple. Like it's not like the inner self that little child I keep talking about is going to come out and be like, I choose to relinquish all of that we have built and I'm going to be a painter on a tropical island. It's not like elaborate. It's, it can be so simple to reward that self. And it can create such a feeling of worth and happiness and satiate so much in your, in your being, in your soul. And I think that little self is just trying, just wants to be acknowledged, just wants to be um, respected. And like, what I mean by that is literally like asking yourself, what do I, what am I not hearing right now? Like whenever you have that feeling of anxiety or worry, or there's like an unsettled feeling, it's kind of in your pit, the pit of your belly. There's some part of you that's like, I don't want to do that. I don't like that. And just to really respect that and acknowledge the truth, it it goes so far with just a feeling of, I love me. You are awesome. You are taking care of me. And it feels like you are a worthy person. And then it also translates to a feeling of happiness. And you might find that you also can put things down more easily. Like you stop caring about frivolous and lame social standards and the more you foster that connection of just hearing you acknowledging the truth of how you feel and in some cases actually doing something about it you start to like move through the world in a very different way and one that is 
you're just like putting down a whole layer of just like energy that you're wasting currently on just like trying to control that. Like we spend so much energy on controlling and resisting and like numbing that feeling of like, I don't like this. Instead of just like feeling it, acknowledging it, saying like, I hear you. And then moving through life based on that truth. And the, the actual way you move through life will not change that much. That's one, one thing I want to be very clear about. So we all have a very strong connection to this little self at an early age. And then just slowly, I think it gets suppressed and drowned out by the expectations of others and also the expectations of culture and how we are kind of like fitting ourselves into that shape to be okay in like the minds of others. And that little self is like your original self. It's your creative self. And that used to be a voice that felt so worthy. It used to like, we all started with a feeling of worthiness and like, I deserve all the things. Like when we are born, we have that unfettered sense of self. I remember it so clearly as a kid. I just was inspired in all directions equally. And I remember in school being so inspired to try anything. And my attitude was, oh, I can do that better than anyone else. Like about everything. Things I would didn't know anything about and things I probably sucked at. But that was like my energy was like, I will do better than everybody at this thing. And slowly as an adult, what I have learned is to feel, I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know what I'm doing. And I I was taught that though. Like that brain as the adult self has been kind of taught out of their musings. And I literally as a kid remember I had us like if you close your eyes. I want you to try and remember this too because you had it too. As a kid if we close our eyes we can see all sorts of pictures. It's like your imagination is just running wild and they're like constant and flowing and like changing so fast you could barely describe them. And my kids have that now because they're young. So I always like to hear what they see like when they close their eyes. I don't have it anymore though because I've been doing the same things every day for too long that they just quiet it down. When I get into a meditative state, I can get it back. But it used to be just default all the time. And... I want you to see if you can recall that time when you were, when your mind was wandering, when you were actually bored, when you had the actual time to be bored and you would look at something random on a wall and you'd be like, oh, that kind of looks like a, a cookie monster shape. Weird. Like those little moments are so magical. They're like, they're little crumbs of, you know, fruit in some ways. So... I believe that is a sacred right that all people should share and that is what I'm regenerating and it's coming back. It's great. I think we need time and attention to kind of regrow these things in ourselves like a, just like a garden and and I'm talking about just like the, the ready access to your creative self that is not inhibited, that is not edited, that is not stifled. And being able to think of yourself as an instrument that is tuned and not one that is reduced and small. So with that, I have some tools for you in this area. And before I go into the tools, first, a brief word from our sponsors. 
I have something revolutionary to talk to you about, and I mean that literally. It's called Lumi, and it is game-changing because it is whole-body deodorant that is designed by an OBGYN. So it's literally for anywhere that you might have body odor that you don't want to have body odor. I think it's great for post-yoga if you want to get busy, for example, and you're like not super confident about how you smell. It smells. Lumi is like coconutty it's got a fantastic smell that's one of my favorite things about it and they have over 275,000 five-star reviews to show for it they are clinically proven to block odor all day thanks to a one-of-a-kind ph optimized formula and why not make the switch to lumi this year and be have just head-to-toe confidence Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. And as a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code HELPMEBEME at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code HELPMEBEME. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code HELPMEBEME at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code HELPMEBEME. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Use code HELPMEBEME. It can be a really sensitive time when you are starting the process of working on yourself emotionally and... I think one thing that's super helpful is just having a space where you can do the research you need and book the people you need to help you in the privacy of your own home. That's what ZocDoc is perfect for. It's a place where you can search for and book hundreds of types of doctors, including thousands of mental health providers, and you can book one who will make you feel comfortable and actually listen to you. ZocDoc has therapists, psychiatrists, psychologists. They have verified patient reviews. You can check all of that and you can make sure that they are just right for you. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare hundreds of types of highly rated in-network doctors, including mental health providers, and instantly book appointments with them online. And the typical wait time to see a mental health professional on ZocDoc is just four days. That's it. And sometimes you even score same day appointments. If I were gonna be starting therapy again right now, this is the app I would use. Go to ZocDoc.com slash HelpMeBeMe and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated therapist, psychiatrist, or psychologist today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash HelpMeBeMe. ZocDoc.com slash help me be me. It's 2024. I think one resolution that we can all make is to be kinder to our planet and transform the way we do our laundry. Yeah, laundry is not very fun, but Earth Breeze is here to make it a much more fun process because there are now eco sheets. It's just, it looks just like a dryer sheet 
It's ultra concentrated laundry detergent. Couldn't be easier. You put one sheet in with your laundry, you watch it dissolve on any cycle, hot or cold, and there's no measuring, no fuss. Best of all, no giant plastic jug going into the recycling bin to never biodegrade ever. And Earth Breeze fights everyday stains and odors just like regular detergent. It has an amazing clean every single time. I love Earth Breeze because it is dermatologist tested. It's hypoallergenic, free of bleach and dyes, and it's great for every load, bedding to towels, even delicates. And you will save a whopping 40% when you subscribe and shipping is always free. Eco sheets are packaged in this tiny, slim cardboard envelope. It saves a ton of space and it will just be better for the planet. And if you don't like Earth Breeze, you don't even have to return it. Just let them know it's not for you and you can get a full refund, no questions asked. Right now, my listeners can get started with Earth Breeze and save 40%. Go to earthbreeze.com slash help me be me. That's earthbreeze.com slash help me be me for 40% off your subscription. I highly recommend as we go into the tools that you hit pause and you get into a calm and supportive space for these exercises. Like if you have a candle, a warm blanket, a comfortable spot to sit, a squishy cushion maybe, and maybe if you can do like a five minute meditation, I think it's just opens the channels. Um, Either way, here we go. First tool is called an image with energy. So if you do dream work, I want you to call to mind a recent dream image, one that was striking. If you ha- if you don't do dream work, even if you just had a dream recently where there was like some image that stood out to you, call it to mind. If you don't do that and you don't believe in that, totally fine. I want you to uh, just think of an image, allow an image to come to your mind. And if nothing is coming, I invite you to flip through a magazine or a book with lots of pictures or, I mean, it could be an online magazine. Something with a range. Like, not like boat engines monthly. <laughs> like something that has like lots of different types of pictures. And whatever you have decided to access, I want you to take a photo with your phone or with your eyes of something that has resonance. The first picture that has tension for you. Any kind of charge. And now that you have your image, just place it nearby. If you have one in your mind's eye, keep it in your mind's eye and just take it in. Like look at it. What is, what is in the picture? What is the energy of the picture? What is the time of day? What's the uh, environment? Like take note of all of the details. And now I want to ask you, what is the quality that attracts you. These can be done in your mind or in a journal. What does this image feel like to you? What is it bringing up for you? Is it a positive thing? Is it something that's a little bit melancholy? Is it inspiring, exciting? And I'm talking not literal here. Like it can be, it's, we're, we're kind of working with like the spirit or the essence of the image. It's just like you're allowing things to just arrive and none of them are wrong. How is this image reminding you of something personal for you or potent for you? 
Can you elaborate on that? What does that feel like? And then the last prompt, ask this image to bring something forth that you need to hear. Like what is this presenting to you? And if nothing comes, that's fine. Just allow yourself to ruminate on whatever comes about. No judgment. And for whatever it's worth, the goal of this exercise is really just to perform the exercise and act as if. Like I, when I first started doing this work, I was so trapped in my habit and so trapped in my controlling sense of identity that I was like, I will do the least possible to invest in this thing. Like I didn't even want to put self out there. It was so, I was so stifled. And now I would fully, I get so excited about these kinds of exercises. Like I'm wide open. So if, if you got nothing more than just going through the steps of this, that is really just the goal. It is a gesture. It is a performance to the self. It, it is saying, I am trying this. I am my goal is to walk toward the direction of opening up. And what does that mean, opening up? When we're kids, we are so open to everything. It's like so normal to do stuff like this and to yell out whatever comes to mind. And as adults, we teach ourselves out of that. Like we feel silly. We feel stupid. We, we feel like, oh, this is weird. This is culty or like I'm quoting myself at different times here. And that's because the ego practices being perfect and conforming and all the things that reduce us and make us less than individual and reduce the magic. So these practices are just reminding us how to open up and they bring back that muscle memory of relinquishing control of allowing, listening inward, acting as if, and like it really just allows us to tap into the unconscious, meaning like that little self and that creative self who doesn't who has something cool to say, to bring into the world. And for us to not be judge, judgy about that or, or measure it, you know? Like for that to just be something that doesn't have to be, you know, making or doing anything. It's not like for a, an outcome, a specific, you know, measured outcome other than like your spirit being alive. <laughs> All right, next tool, scheduled play. This is an awesome assignment and I really want you to do this for yourselves. One thing I've noticed taking my kids to their various classes is that all the parents really, really want to do all the things. And I was like, how, the f how come we don't have any fucking classes for us? Like, like gymnastics, all the parents like want to bounce on the trampoline and jump in like the pit of the foam and like try balancing or like an art class. Like anytime there's a kid's activity, they're like, there's always one parent that's like, I, I might just finish this for the kid. It's because like we really want to do those things and like that's healthy for us to do those things. They are just for rewarding uh, that sense of play and exploration within because that's how we feel alive. So I invite you to book some time on your calendar weekly for doing this and I don't mean it has to, it doesn't have to be like a class like you don't have to sign up for like a pottery class and like the local like it, it can be just something you do for yourself at home um and so I invite you to to set a calendar event up and I think one 
starting point is to think about a medium you loved as a child. I used to love working with clay, like the gray kind that you fire. Like I would make all these sculptures all the time. It was, it was like, that was like my medium. So that I have gray clay now and it's, um, it's so much harder (laughs) than I remember. I'm like, oh wow, it takes a lot of energy to do this. But the goal is not to like get good at something and like have a thing where you sell the thing or it's just to be a kid again in a creative sense. And when you do this, like mentally remind yourself like this is important and it's a priority in my life. This is a not a frivolous thing. All right, next tool, tapping back into that fearless love. We invite back our muses with our own muscling of energy in the direction of what we originally loved. And when it feels like you have a lack of flow or a lack of energy or a lack of inspiration, like that numbness, it feels like, oh, it's just gone and I don't like it anymore. But that's not true. It's just like a muscle that has not been used for a really long time. And I personally feel that we all have muses, we can call it energy, whatever, angels, things that are kind of energetically channeling things through us. And when we don't use them, they leave. And you can feel like just a sense of like emptiness. Like, oh, I'm not inspired anymore. Like, oh, I have writer's block, whatever the label is for you. But if you place energy in this area, it comes back. It returns. The flow returns. So if you are feeling numb and loveless and passion inspirationless, or there's been a lull, I invite you to begin to crack open that hardened shell of sameness that is currently clogging that channel to your muses by literally just starting to use your body and your energy in service of the goal. It's almost like you can think of this as like, Uh, a physical prayer of sorts that you're going to rehearse and spend time with. So if you don't believe in muses, it's totally fine. But like, I want you to think of something that you, that used to flow for you and has left and just jot it down. Like what is the voice you had, but lost? What is the inclination that you had, but lost? Or what has been stifled? Like what flow flowed freely before, but no longer comes? And if you didn't have one prior, that's totally fine. Like what's one that you crave or you find you're very curious about? And then the next question is, what is a practice that can be performed in gesture of service to this flow? I'm going to offer up a couple of things to you if like nothing's coming to mind. And either way, if something great came to mind for you, like I'm going to make this altar and I'm going to do this thing and I bought these things, great. Either way, I want you to try these things that I'm going to throw out because why the fuck not? The first one, sing something aloud right now, literally. And I don't mean like from a song, like not like a journey lyric, but from you, just something totally random. What is Whatever comes out immediately, just sing it and allow it to keep going for a minute. Just keep going. (laughs) Do a little scatting. (laughs) That's the first one. Second one, express a gesture. Like allow a gesture to come forth from your body. Don't judge it. Just do it right now. Totally unedited. Let your body do something weird. 
I'm going to assume you did that. <laughs> and then last, this is kind of like a longer visualization. I want you to imagine yourself. If you can, close your eyes. If you can't, no problem. I want you to imagine yourself in a forest clearing. And you're on top of like really rich dirt. And there's lots of little bugs in it. There's lots of little like veiny things and mycelium and roots and stuff and leaves. And you're kind of pushing your fingers through the dirt. And imagine now that your younger self had buried an object here for you. So you're just, you've unearthed it. You feel it and you pulled it up. And now without judging it, without editing it, I just want you to look at it. What is the object? Describe it. it there's no thing that it's supposed to be. If you, if you feel so inspired, maybe draw it. Whatever came to mind, I just want you to ask like, what is this? What is the significance of this? What could the significance of this be? What time is it from? What is this? What does it mean? from this person, from this younger self? Like, what is it here to tell you? What do they want you to know? And just write on that. Just channel whatever is coming out. It doesn't have to be anything. And the next tool is a mantra. This is for if you are experiencing worry or anxiety. I think for a lot of creative people, well, all people are creative. For all people, when we are worried or anxious, it's really um, a thing we do to stop ourselves from putting ourselves at risk. It's a sense of feeling like we're safe and like we're taking care of a problem. And the problem is powerlessness. It's, I don't want to feel, I don't want to be powerless. And so we're resisting that. We're resisting that reality. That just is. So the mantra I'm offering you, my worry is not reality. And when we are in that, that rumination state, we're like planning and thinking our way through the thing. We are creating an issue in that process. We are writing it. We're scripting it. And it's our resistance to the powerlessness that we are soothing by like feeling like I'm in control. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm solving it. But it's not reality. Like the thing that we think we have solved is not real. And we've actually manufactured in that process a, an actual fake problem that exists in our body and in our imagination. So we get, we're, we're living through something that's unnecessary. And I think one thing that happens when we are entertaining going into this area of creativity or expressing the self or going deeper than what is culturally sound it's so scary and it feels so vulnerable and it draws so much energy from us because we're so aware of how vulnerable we we become in the act of being different and creative that and we're opening ourselves to like great injury you know so there's a sense of wanting to walk away, of wanting to forget it, to put it down and say like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> to willingly like forget about it and avoid it. And so I think it's helpful to just call that out in us, you know, say, see like this isn't that I'm not interested in this thing. It's that my body is trying to protect me and resist being open 
Like I don't, I don't I'm in an energy saving initiative here and my body's saying like don't open, don't open. But if we can just remind ourselves like what's actually happening, like oh I'm afraid. That's it. I'm resisting the feeling of powerlessness. That's really what it is. And when we can process the truth of that, like literally call it out, sometimes we relax that muscle spasm and we can just keep doing what we were doing before. I think another thing that's really helpful is for us to gather evidence of the opposite truth. Because like our brain's building a case of like this thing is going to be so hard and so painful and like I'm, I'm preparing for all of these eventual terrible things. Like our brain's like, I'm smart. But if we can remind ourselves like, no, this is just this impulse, this muscle spasm that's happening and then build the case of truth for the opposite, that can also help relax that spasm. All right, the next tool is called my story of self. I think this is, this is a really fun one. I'm going to do this after I finish recording. How do you identify what story is steering the ship of your life? I think we all, you know, we all have like a way we would summarize our lives and who we are and like what we've done and the chapters of our life and why we've made certain choices. But that story very much creates our identity and like reinforces how we feel about ourselves. So I want you to just check in on that story and like this is a journal exercise. Ask yourself, um, what that personal narrative is like do a little update to it and really just write about where you are now in your arc like your path as an individual and see if we want to reframe anything like so this is the prompt where were you where have you traveled meaning in like a personal growth sense where have you arrived and where are you going? And maybe each of those is a page. I think uh, often we can't see how far we've come, especially if you're doing work on yourself or you're doing positive exercises in your life. And you often don't realize you've shed old stories. You've shed old beliefs. And and when we don't recognize that, that those things aren't true anymore, we, they kind of stay in us and echo a little bit or linger within so for those who are suppressing um maybe a a greater self I invite you to to do a little refresh on your your personal story and the next tool is for if you are a person who I would identify as type a let's say you are muscling through all the things you're leaning in on all the stuff um this is a tool I'm calling Hey me, can you hear me? It's me, your body. <laughs> and that was a little homage to, hey God, it's me, Margaret. Or, I can't even remember the name of that book. But anyway, we all have this habit of kind of stifling things that are inconvenient to feel. And we just say like, we're going to do it anyway. I'll deal. I'll do it anyway. Like, oh, I have to carry in groceries and also I have to pee really bad and also I have to answer the phone like it's cool I'll just do all the things at the same time it's fine so if you are that kind of person if you are having any physical symptoms in your life and maybe you're doing more things to just swallow it you know 
Maybe you're taking more meds. You are reducing more of your range of need just to like keep muscling through that thing. If you have a sense of malaise and like, oh, I should just get a new psychiatrist and I should just go to a better gym and I should just do the whatever, like all of those solves, what I want to ask you to do next time that that comes to mind as like the solve for the thing that's ailing you, I want you to ask yourself, what is true for me that I am not hearing? Like quite literally ask from inside. I keep touching my belly. Like what is that kid, the silent watcher, feeling? Like what are they hating right now about their life? What are, what, how are they suffering? What is true right now for you? Not saying like you're going to change everything about your life. I'm not going to say like you're going to quit your job and you're going to not do all the things. Nothing is going to change in your actual life. I just want you to go through this exercise of asking what is true for me right now? And just write it down or, or hear it out. And I'm guessing what is going to come out is just going to be like the feelings of like, I really don't like this. I don't want to do this. I'm tired. I'm stressed. I'm scared. I hate this thing that we have to do every day. It's going to be all these very small kid-like feelings that are real. And after you hear all the things, I want you, the next part of the thing I want you to do is ask, what does this require I acknowledge? Like all this information that I have, what does this require I acknowledge? Like what is something that might be true that I am currently ignoring and pretending doesn't exist? This is just an acknowledgement. It's not we're not changing anything about life at all. Just acknowledge. And what that will be is usually I might have to quit this job or I might have to stop seeing this person. I might have to stop doing this thing. I might not be able to do this thing anymore. Next step, we're not changing anything in life. Nothing's different. The next step after that acknowledgement is this is the this is the part where everything changes. Mentally come to peace with that being true. That's it. That's it. That's the thing we're resisting. In that process of just like muscling over the thing, some part of us is just doesn't want to acknowledge the truth. Of like this thing might have to end. Not saying you're going to change anything. In the just simple tiny like walking under the threshold of acceptance that this might have to end. Whatever the thing is, this thing might have to change. It's like suddenly we feel like relief. Because we're like, oh, it's not the end of the world. If, if that changes, it's not the end of the world and I will survive. That's all that we really are resisting processing. And it's all of it is just processing. That's it. It's just like a mental exercise. And I want you to do that for all the things that you are muscling your way over. And it's like incredibly cathartic. It's some, sometimes it'll be like a feeling of we're resisting feeling like I don't want to disappoint everybody. Or 
I don't want to make everyone sad or I'm afraid. Like that's the feeling that's causing us to not process the truth. But the truth is like it already exists. We're just choosing to ignore and hide from it, which causes us to have all these physical symptoms and like feelings of anxiety around the thing. Anyway, that's that tool. Hope you use it. I find it to be very powerful. Next tool, God is in the details. And I know you've heard this saying before, but like, oh, sorry, my tool is God is the details. And that is literally true. And maybe the details in your situation are not, you know, maybe the people in your, in your environment don't care about the same details as you do, but the details matter to the people who you care about. Like those who see you, who your work or your voice or your personality, personality resonates with. For whatever it's worth, I think there are a lot of people that we don't resonate with. I think of them as like two-dimensional people. <laughs> and I think of myself as a three-dimensional person. There are a lot of three-dimensional people in the world. It's just I think uh, there are certain people that click with us and certain people that we don't. So there will be people in this world who are deeply moved by all that moves you. And never forget that differentiation point. Because if you're struggling with feeling valid or like if, you, if you're too weird or like if you have anything of merit to say or express or like, but my individual self isn't cool or interesting, just reframe that in light of all that you care about. Like all the things that speak to you that are magical to you are specific. They're all ringing a bell within your person. And in light of you ringing other people's bells, like it's so important to have material to draw from and vary that message and like vary that material. Like there's always this kind of unseen tension within a work of whatever any piece of anything that resonates with us there's this like thing that is everything that little tiny element whatever it is the tone the way it's said the way it's expressed is everything that is god that is the differentiation point and i think that is something that we forget matters it's like you know the, the sameness and the broadness of the majority of or, or many things that are popular can make us feel like we need to reduce ourselves. And what I'm reminding you of is like that little, the magic that comes forth is in the human voice, in that specific individual human. So I think this is, this tool is really more than anything to see your uniqueness as a blessing and allow it to be exactly yours, you know? And if you are struggling or you're feeling like, I don't know, if you're not making traction with whatever the thing is you're trying to do or you don't feel like there's merit to you in particular, can you see that this moment of struggle as a gift? Like what is it here to teach you and what is it unlocking? Just like the layers to a character in a play make them more interesting and more sympathetic and more human. Like the layers to a work 
will make it more powerful. It will, it will make that, you know, it's like when you hit a tuning fork in range of all other tuning forks, they all ring. Same thing if they're tuned to the same whatever. Same thing for you though. It's like when you resonate with other people, it's because of something specific to you. So if, you know, if you are struggling, just remember like all of the things along your path are making that output more rich. And if anything resonates with you from other people of, or artists or people who have something to express, that is in you. So what hits you is in you. It's already a part of who you are. I hope that made sense. That was very, went in weird circles. <laughs> All right, next tool, the unrepeatable moment. This is just a little reminder to keep you going when you are on your path to just expressing yourself, creating from nothing, being a person who allows things to come forth. What blossoms when all of the right conditions are created is pure magic. So never forget that those, that exists, you know, that cannot be planned or predicted or scripted, or it cannot be spit out by an algorithm. Like that is in large part, um, why, you know, it's this chemical reaction. Like when all of the conditions are conducive to something being born, something magical being born, just remember like our goal is to really foster that and create conditions for that. And then things are, things happen. Like things come out of nowhere and they happen in symphony. So that's what's fun about being human and alive. Like that feeling of like, whoa, I just witnessed a happening. You know, it's like something, um, comes out of, you know, that's so much bigger than the ingredients. Like sometimes that's a collaboration. Sometimes it's just an energy. Sometimes it's, it's the result, you know? Um, and if, if you have experience collaborating, you already know all that, but it's just a reminder. All right. The next tool, the fruit is in the soil or make room for humanity. So this is just a keep in mind more than a tool. It's, just to remember that play and inspiration is where fruit happens in your inner life. And this is where we know who we are when we can get into self, like when we see others and appreciate their depth. And that is just a reminder. We need to get out of our box. We need to get out of uh, being alone in front of a screen. We need to interact with people life, creativity, environments, interaction, other art, being around others who inspire us. We have to have meaningful and interesting conversations that are not surface. And we have to curate these interactions in our everyday life and make them as important as an hourly wage. Because that just adds to the the muses. It just gives us something to draw from that we are we become greater than. So don't discount the importance. And I hope this is helpful. I hope you have fun with some of these things. And um, if you are a sponsor, thank you so much for sponsoring the show. It really helps out a lot. If you have the means, donations really help out the show. You can head to yaywithme.com or find me on Patreon. And if you don't have the means, I totally understand. If you could share it with someone who would enjoy it, I appreciate that as well. So in closing... Bring something into your world that is a flavor or a color or a flower. Like anything that brings vibrancy 
and something that is not average, not previously part of your day. That's my last assignment for you. Just bring something of color into your space. And whatever it is, place it while you work, wherever you work, and remember you are alive and that is a beautiful thing. And just as we heal our wounds from childhood by doing work on ourselves, this adult self can get a little clogged and reduced by life and that is something that our child self can heal with enough room and energy and importance on this practice so show this part of yourself some love and smile the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.